At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the New York City Cast with Will Hill, presented by Bet Rivers. Welcome to the New York City Cast, presented by Bet River Sportsbook, a Thursday show for you. Ryan Rothstein of the Philadelphia City Cast will join us. We will do a little crossover. We will talk some baseball, All Star Week. Uh, we'll preview the second half of getting some awards, some futures, probably touch on some NBA too in terms of uh, futures there. So, looking forward to talking with Ryan. And boy, yesterday, these past few days, but yesterday especially, it felt like 2020 from the middle of March to the end of July when you just had no sports. It's amazing we did that for, what, four and a half months? Uh, because yesterday, man, there was a WNBA game, there's some soccer, some uh, some overseas tennis, but not a lot to bet on in terms of the major sports. But today it is back. Uh, two games with the Yankees and the Astros, one in the afternoon, one at night. Astros minus 135 favorites in game one. Astros minus 130 favorites in game two. Uh, now these are action. No listed pitchers yet because the Yankees haven't announced the pitcher at the time we're recording this. Uh, but you would imagine it's going to be some combination of Tyone and Ned Montgomery. Because remember, Cole pitched Sunday. So that would only be three days rest for him. He's not going to pitch, you wouldn't think. It won't be him. You can rule Cole out. Cortez uh, is rested, but remember, he threw an inning on Tuesday night in the All-Star game. You could say that's his throw day, so he's on schedule to start. My guess is they would give him more time and not pitch him Tuesday and then start him again Thursday. So, uh, and, forget, and remember, Severino's hurt, so that only leaves Montgomery, Tyone. So you figure those two guys go in some order. Um, I like the Astros. I think the Astros at least get one decent chance at a sweep here. I just think the, the, Ast- the Yankees are not uh, well 
positioned here to deal with the Astros in terms of the weaknesses in their lineup with Gallo, with Kiner Falefa, with the bottom of that lineup. There's definitely some holes in that lineup. You know, Hicks hit better lately, but Donaldson hasn't hit. And I think the Astros pitching uh, really gives them some troubles. They, they have, you know, a lot of right-handed pitching, throw hard, good breaking balls. Yankees are very right-hand dominant. So I think the Astros have played well here against the Yankees. Uh, even the games the Yankees have won against Houston, they took kind of miracles, walk-off hits, walk-off homers. Uh, and this game's in Houston. Houston's got a good lineup. Remember, the Houston guys arrested because they ducked the All-Star game because it was in L.A. They didn't want to get booed at Dodger Stadium. So Altuve, all these guys, they ducked the All-Star game. So they'll be rested. They had a real All-Star break. Judge, Stanton, a bunch of the Yankees had to travel, go coast to coast, play in L.A. Tuesday. Now they're back in Houston Thursday. I like the Astros in Game 1. I got a feeling the Astros play well here. So I will go Houston, Game 1, minus 135. Um, and again, it's hard to do this in advance with a doubleheader. So I'll lay off Game 2 just because we don't know the lineups. And I don't want to guess. I mean, who knows if the Yankees rest guys, if the Astros rest guys. I don't want to just guess on a pick. But uh, I do like the Astros in Game 1. I think this is a tough matchup for the Yankees. They just don't match up great against the Astros who... Look, if you score four or five runs against the Yankee pitching, against the Yankee starters, would the Astros have a good enough lineup to do? It's just hard for the Yankees to score a lot of runs. I know they have had the best record in baseball. They've hit a million homers. But they hit 230 as a team. It's hard to score off good pitching when you have this many holes in the lineup. So, uh, you know, part of me is rooting for the Yankees to struggle here. And they have a pretty tough schedule right out of the break. Two against Houston, three in Baltimore, which is, you know, it's weird to say, but that's no longer uh, just a cupcake part of your schedule. Then they play the Mets. They got games with the Mariners at Fenway. They do have a Royal Series in there. But, you know, you want the Yankees to remind you, hey, we need help here. We need reinforcements. We need renovations. I would still get Benatendi. I know they've kind of been vocal about he's not going to be on their uh, list of candidates because he's not vaccinated. And what if they run into Toronto in a playoff series? I can't worry about that. I really can't. I know it's an issue if it comes up and, uh, if you run into him in the ALCS, he's out of the mix. Games three, four, and five, and that's a big deal. I totally admit, but what are the chances you run into them? There's a chance, but what is it, 20 30% chance? It's not likely. And even if you do, you still have him for the home games. Again, I just think he's so much better than any of the other options I've heard. I don't know what other outfielders you can get that are left-handed, that hit for his kind of average, that get on base. You know, he's played in Boston. He's played in big games. Ben Attendee would be the guy uh, that I would want. Uh, I wonder if... Their concern is not only that he wouldn't be available in Toronto, that he would come in and they've had such good chemistry, they've had such a feel-good season that he would come in and, hey, this new guy isn't going to get vaccinated and he won't be able to play in Canada. You know, they have six games against Toronto in, in Toronto in the second half. You wonder about the divide in the locker room. Will some guys, you know, not be accepting of that? Now, I know there are guys on the Yankees that weren't crazy about getting the shot that ended up getting it, but they all got it, so... You know, do you bring in a guy like Benintendi who won't get the shot and now that messes up your chemistry? Is that a thought? Is that a concern? Maybe. But to me, Benintendi's a guy I would go after. Castillo is a guy I'd be, I'd certainly be after in terms of the Reds because with Severino hurt, you know, Tyone has not pitched well lately. Montgomery's good. He's not great. Outside, you know, Cortez, as great a story as he's been, do you really trust him? You know, 1-1 in a playoff series. Who knows? He's never done it before. So if you could add Castillo, I think... That would be a move I'd certainly be interested in. I don't know if it's the Yankee way to go out and get Benintendi, go out and get Castillo, deplete your farm system. To me, Soto's not going to happen. I don't think that's realistic. But if you want to win, 
that's what you have to do. I mean, you really need to add to this roster. Could you win without adding these guys? It's possible. You got the best record in baseball without him. But look at it this way. If you don't get Castillo, he's going to get traded. He's going to end up on somebody else's team. And what if he ends up on Houston? What if it's 2-2 in a playoff series or worse? You're down 2-1 in a playoff series. And it's Castillo pitching game four. How's that going to feel? So uh, at some point here, you haven't been to a World Series in 12 years. You've only won the division once in a decade. It has not been a great run of dominance here for the Yankees. And part of it coincides with the fact that they're just not very aggressive in the winter. They didn't get Corey Seager. They didn't get a big-time shortstop. They didn't get Correa. A couple years back, they didn't get Machado or Harper. You know, a couple off-seasons ago, they only got Corey Kluber. This off-season, they didn't get anybody. They don't shop at that end of the store anymore. They don't shop in the, in the expensive aisle. And it's come back to haunt them, whether it's free agency not being aggressive, whether it's, you know, the trade deadline not wanting to part with their big stars. Uh, I think it's time for that to change. I think they need to be aggressive and do everything they can to win now. Judge is getting older. He's 30. Uh, Stanton's older. Cole is not going to be great forever. You got th those three guys right there sort of in their prime at the end of their prime. I hate to say that because Judge has great years left. But look, when you're 30, it's not like you're going to be great eight years from now, you wouldn't think, uh, or even five years from now. It's time to go out. It's time to go out and win now. If that means depleting your farm system, getting Benatendi, getting Castillo, Hey, you can always replenish with free agency down the road. I know they want to build through the farm system, but to me, this is time to win. This is a time to go out and be aggressive. And uh, as they play Houston today, as their schedule gets tough these next couple weeks, I think you're going to see some of the flaws start to pop up. So an interesting sort of litmus test for the Yankees as baseball is back today. Two games against the Astros, uh, then three games against the Orioles. Mets are off, then they host the Padres as the NL East race is going to be a lot of fun. A lot of Mets-Braves games. Pennant race baseball, a lot of scoreboard watching. So uh, a lot of baseball down the stretch here with the Yankees uh, looking to make moves to the deadline. I'm sure the Mets will add a couple pieces at the deadline as well as they gear up for their nine games in like 18 days against the Braves. So a lot of fun baseball, and we'll do a little more baseball coming up next with Ryan Rostin the Philadelphia CityCast. We'll get his thoughts on uh, some awards, Otani versus Judge, where Durant's going to go, all that and more. That is next. This is the New York City Cast presented by Bet River Sportsbook? All right, earlier Ryan Rustin of the Philadelphia City Cast join us. Here is my conversation with Ryan. All right, we're crossing it over here, Philadelphia City Cast, New York City Cast. Uh, I'm your host for the Philly City Cast, Ryan Rothstein, Will Hill, host of the New York City Cast on this Wednesday. There's no sports today, you know, as no baseball, which is obviously weird. We'll get into some of the festivities, I guess. Uh, for the Derby and the All-Star game. And then we'll look ahead to the second half of the MLB season, maybe recap some of the first half. We'll look at, of course, the Phillies, Yankees, Mets, uh, and everything else, everything in between. Let's let's get weird here. Will, how you doing, man? I'm good. We had, uh, we had the storm in the sky today in the WNBA. We had Spain right. versus England in women's international soccer. I think that was like a Euro, Euro Cup. So that's, I mean, that's the level we were dealing with. I was shocked. Not that I ever spent any time on the WNBA, but this is a, a league where they have no revenue, no ratings. There's no sports day to compete with. Why wouldn't they just make this their Christmas and schedule five, six games, 12, two, four, six, eight? People would have bet it. I mean, people are dying to have something to watch, something to bet. Don't understand it. But yeah, it uh, it had shades of the 2022, I'm sorry, the 2020 pandemic where we went from you know middle of March to end of July with nothing to bet on. So if we can get through it for four months, we can get through it for a day. It's definitely been a... A slow few days here. I can't really get into Boy, the home run derby was a little tedious for me. It was a little sketchy with the scoring. Uh, yeah. You can't even tell when the balls are going out 
All-Star game was fun. It's, you know, it's fun to see all the best players, even though it wasn't Trout. It wasn't some of these guys, but uh, definitely excited to get it back in full swing tomorrow or today. Hey, not that um, I want to spend too much time on this thought, but I am curious what you think of it. The, the time derby now, it's run its like, course. that's the one event, right? Like your people complain about how slow baseball is, but that's like the one thing where you shouldn't throw a clock on that. Like that, that was the beauty. I think of the home run derby, just watching those guys, especially whenever one of them got in a rhythm and they were just going yard, you know, 20, 30 home runs in one round. And there was no time. And people were really like getting the opportunity to enjoy it. Like I, I miss that aspect of the derby. Well, especially, I agree with you. I, I completely agree with you, especially since the betting aspect of it, it's not a level playing field because some of the guys follow the rules and they wait for the ball to land before they deliver the next pitch. And then some guys are just throwing them one after another where they're getting two swings for one and there's no, yeah. it's not a level playing field. And it's just very frenetic. Uh, I think for the viewer, for the announcers, we don't know what balls are leaving. I mean, a ball gets hit, another ball gets hit. We don't know if the first one went out, the camera's yeah, all right. over the place. It's too much going on at once. And then they do this thing where they had the extra 30 seconds. Then if you hit a ball 440, I think it is, you get another 30 seconds. It's, yeah. it's too long. I, I agree. Go back to the 10 outs. I liked how they have brackets and it's one verse, you know, it, it's one verse one, but it needs yeah. to be shorter. I mean, it's a little tedious. It's a little repetitive. To sit there, I mean, the thing starts at 8 o'clock. It's not over till 11. To sit there and watch these guys for three hours take batting practice, hit ball after ball, they get timeouts on top of it. To me, it's it's repetitive. It's redundant. I mean, there's no way to make it great. At the end of the day, it is batting practice, but I agree. I would go back to the 10 outs. I think it's run its course here with the, uh, with the timer. Yeah, I just don't think you're getting – I mean, you can argue this, I think, with the old format, too, and to a degree, but you're not getting – there's a certain strategy now with the clock. So I think if you can take advantage of two-for-ones, like you said, and you're a little bit younger, you can you know, get 50 swings, whatever it is, for example, instead of 30, then obviously you have a better chance. So I don't know. And it's still taking forever, like you said. So I don't know what the clock was really, truly doing uh, to, to help it. Yeah, I think they just wanted to add some excitement to it, spice it up. If you can see a clock, you you know, you add that sense of urgency, but I agree. It's made it's made it chaotic more than anything. And again, there's it's not a level playing field because the guy pitching a soda was just going one after another. The balls weren't even landing. Same thing with pools. And there's no enforcement of it. And people can say, you know what? Well, if you're betting on it, that's your problem. You're betting on a stupid home run derby. And there's some truth to that. But uh yeah, I agree. It's just it's I prefer the ten outs. It's too long. It's too chaotic as a viewer. Again, you don't even know where the balls are going. I know there's no. a controversy with uh, Schwarzer, uh, Schwarber and Pujols in, in terms of you know the home run count. Uh, I saw the story today. Major League Baseball said, you know what? We, we got the count right. ESPN got it wrong. So who really knows? Again, you, you can't even tell because you don't know where the balls are going. No. And great. You put it out there to you know Wednesday now. Who, who honestly really cares at that point? Right. So it's just, I don't know. It, it's... It's a mess. I, a couple of the more recent years, I feel like they were good with the timed rounds, uh, but I think this year it was it was just ugly and boring. I think at best, but um, you know, nonetheless, we we can do a quick recap, I guess, of the first half. Will because I mean, the Yankees and the Mets are obviously two huge storylines in New York. You're talking about them a lot. Um, I, I know Bet Rivers sent us some information on Wednesday about like most wagered on teams in the first half, most profitable teams, most wagered on teams in the futures market. Yankees and Mets are, are right there in that top five list, regardless of the category. Obviously, the Yankees, led by Aaron Judge, they've been absolutely phenomenal 
up to the All-Star break. The Mets have been as well, although Atlanta's certainly been playing some great ball. But uh, give us your your lead here on you know both teams, the Yankees and the Mets up to this point and what you think is going to play out here when they return. Yeah, Yanks have been great. I do think there's some regression coming for their great record. There's some holes here with Kiner Falefa. You know, I think you could strike out Joey Gallo. Um, you know, Trevino made the all-star team, but I don't I don't know. Do you trust him in a big spot? Bases loaded down a run with two outs. I don't know about that. I think they could use another bat. I think they could probably use another pitcher here, as great as their pitching has been. Uh, outside of Cole, Severino's hurt. Tyone hasn't been great lately. Montgomery's good. He's not great. I, I wonder if they'll get Castillo, if they'll get another bat. Th- this team could certainly use some renovations. And look, uh, they're going to win 108, you know, 109, whatever, 110 games. When you have that kind of season, your season starts in October. You better win. You better at least get to a World Series. If you lose in the first round of the playoffs to the White Sox or the Twins or something, not that mm. the Twins ever beat them, it's a disaster. So I do think there's some pressure on them uh, come October. But I think they'll, they'll add a batter, you know, a, an arm. They'll make a move here. I don't buy the idea that they'll get Soto. It's not their way anymore. But they play great. But th- that does put some pressure on them to – uh, you know, get to a World Series. I think we're setting up for a Yankees Astros ALCS. I'd be pretty surprised if we don't get that. And then the NL, um, you know, the Mets, like you said, they, they can be uh, pretty happy with the fact that they've got nothing out of DeGrom. We'll see when he comes back, hopefully yeah. soon. Scherzer missed a month, and they still have a three game lead in the loss column. And, you know, they'll add pieces. I'm sure the Braves will add pieces. To me, that's the best race in baseball the NL East, the Braves, the defending champs, who I think are better than they were a year ago, which is crazy to say. The Mets, for all of their firepower, they could probably use another bat. So, to me, that's the best race in baseball, the NL East. If we look at the futures market for a second, um, right now at the time of us recording this, World Series winner odds, in PA at least, the Yankees are, are your betting favorite at plus 340. You have the Mets, fifth best odds, I believe, right there at 8-1. to one. Atlanta actually has better odds to win um, win the World Series at 7-1. to one. I'll throw in the Phillies for the sake of this crossover at 40 to 1. Uh, but Yankees Mets right now, Will, what's what's a better bet? Do either of those numbers make you say, oh, that that's worth a play for anyone looking to possibly make a play before games officially start back up here on Thursday? No, not at all. Yankees is way too short. You have to yeah. beat Houston. You might have to beat the Dodgers. Remember, think of it this way. If you're the Yankees, you need to hit a three-team parlay. Win round one, win round two, win the World Series. Uh, plus 375 to tie up your money that long. That's way too short. Mets, same thing. Mets, you need to hit a 14 parlay. You need to win the division. Then you need to win that best of five. Then you need to win the NLCS. Then you need to win the World Series. To me, eight to one on a 14 parlay uh, is not enough. And you can say, oh, well, if they don't win the division, they're still in the playoffs. Okay, that's another series you have to win. Remember, if you're not you know, one of the top two seeds, you have that extra round. So that's four rounds. Yeah. To me, those numbers are way too short. You missed the boat on the good numbers. Uh, I think you're better off p- probably playing them round by round. If you want to take a shot at the Phillies or something at some long odds, that's something I'd be doing. But some of these shorter prices uh, to me just aren't worth it with these, uh, with these prices. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm completely with you um, as far as the world series odds go for both the Yankees and the Mets. I mean, and you, you bring up a good point, just the example of like the twins, whatever team you use, but we see it so often in baseball, the 108 win team going up against the team that's, quote, happy to be there, that has no expectations, and that team ends up knocking off, like, the 105-win Yankees, 106-win Dodgers, whoever it is. 2011 Cardinals versus the Phillies. Exactly. 
Chris with Carter Roy Holiday. I mean, the Phillies, that was the Phillies' best team, arguably, of all time. And they haven't back, been back to the playoffs since, right? I don't think they have been. 2011, yep. Yeah, they lost in five. I think what Carpenter threw, Carpenter beat them. Yes. Yeah. That was Roy Oswald. That games. was the, the late, great Roy Halliday. I think Lee was still on the team. That was a great Phillies team. Uh, that was yeah. a Cardinal team that was just a miracle to even get in the playoffs. They were way behind Atlanta with like, you know, 20 games left to play. Atlanta completely collapsed. The Cardinals get in. You're right. Once you get in, you never know. Then the Cardinals go on to win the World Series. It's, uh, yeah, it's baseball and, you know, especially best of five. Sometimes they play two games in 24 hours. They play a night game at 8 o'clock, then they turn around and play yeah. 4 o'clock in the afternoon. You know, you lose a tough one in the night game, and sometimes it carries into the next one. And before you know it, you know, you go from 1-1 to being eliminated. Look at the Rays last year. They won 100 games. Uh, they didn't – They you know, they got up one nothing on Boston. Then they got swept from there. Uh, the Giants won, I think, 107 games. They didn't make it out of the first round. It's yeah. And the 88-win Braves won it all. So it's very random when it comes to postseason baseball. And now with the extra round, it's even more random. It's it's impossible to predict, right? Like, we have these conversations here locally in Philly, Will. Like, when I'm on WIP over the weekend and, you know, a couple nights during the week, whatever. You know, are, are we confident in the Phillies making the playoffs? It's like, no, we're not. I'm not confident. It's no disrespect even to the Phillies. It's just so much can happen here. You know, at July 21st, July 20th, we have no idea what August 20th it's going to what, what these teams are going to look like. Even September 20th, it's like the final up to the final week of the season. You may think the Yankees are your betting favorite. Something changes, obviously an injury that's in any sport, but baseball especially is just the leader in that clubhouse of just uncertainty quite literally up until the last day of the season. Yeah, to sit here and try to predict who's going to win a short series in October is My really it's, it's disingenuous. It really is. Uh, I think if baseball had their wish, Yankees-Astros, Mets-Dodgers yeah. in the NLCS, uh, those are the final four. That would be a great final four. I think it's very possible. It's very realistic. Atlanta's obviously really good, but uh, that would be fun for baseball. And then you get a good World Series, you know, uh, regardless of what the matchup is. Let me ask you uh, yeah. a big story, I think, a big story, I think, the last few months here. It's very divisive. It's, you know, you got people on both sides of it. AL MVP, who do you think is going to win? Who do you think should win here? Judge on the great team with the great stats. Otani doing it from both sides, but his team's kind of irrelevant. Uh, what are your thoughts? It's uh, it's tough. I mean, for me, I think it has. it doesn't have to be Judge, but I factor in some of the other factors that are surrounding him. I mean, he decides to bet on himself. He goes into this season and he's leading this team to a, you know, historic season. We'll see how August and September play out, but assuming they continue to play out of based on what we've seen up to the all-star break, you know, he's going to have a historic season individually. The Yankees are on pace, you know, 108 wins, let's say whatever it may be. Uh, I don't know how it's not Aaron Judge playing in that market, leading that team to that type of success. And I hate to say Otani is just not like the LeBron factor, but it's like I, I don't want to say we can give it to him every year. Voter fatigue. But unfortunately, I think that's a, a small piece to this, at least from the voter standpoint. If I'm trying to predict, that's different from who I think is going to win. Uh, obviously both deserving. I think Otani can win it every year, so I have no problem with him getting it. But what Judge is doing this year is sort of the definition of MVP. So that's that's my slight edge. I'm giving it to Judge. It's going to be fascinating because, honestly, if they voted today, I think I would lean towards Judge winning. I honestly have no idea. 
and I'm trying to like you said, trying to remove your own opinion because our opinion doesn't matter. It's it's no. trying to we're trying to handicap the handicappers here and try and get in the heads of the writers, and that's always you know a tricky exercise. But uh, I agree. I think it's going to be a great sort of uh, exercise here in terms of you know what these who would you are give it do. to? What's that? Who would you give it to? Not predicting who's going to get it, but who would who would Will Hill give it to today? Jeez. Otani. You would give it to Otani. I think so. I think wow. so. If you put Otani on the Yankees instead of Judge, would they be better or worse? It's so hard because Otani hasn't been great as a hitter. He's been just like an above average hitter and a really good pitcher, while Judge yeah. has been a slump lately. That's one thing to consider. Judge has slumped lately, which opens the door a little for Otani. Like you said, though, Yankees are going to win 108 games. Otani's team's going to win like 70 and miss the playoffs. Boy. But what Otani does, man. On one hand, he only pitches like once a week, and you know it's not like he's pitching every five days like these other guys. But man, when he pitches, he's been so good lately. He's done it I with know. the bat. I mean, you could really you could talk me into Judge for sure. I think I would go Otani, but I'm not sold on it. And in baseball, I think it's a little bit tougher in baseball to even have these conversations because one guy like there's not the MVP effect, right? right. Like. Washington Nationals win it without Bryce Harper. You look at the Philly success, very small sample, but the Philly success over the past couple of weeks without Bryce Harper, right? Like it, it takes a lot more than having one dude that even is having a historic season or one dude that's doing it on the mound and with the bat. Like that's all well and good, but you can't really measure their impact because their impact at times is is still not even enough and it doesn't even matter when it comes to the team's success so it's like how do you how do you measure that mvp impact in major league baseball it's just it's a different type of mindset yeah it's the old saying hey in football with the game on the line you can choose to throw it to jerry rice with the game online right. in basketball you can draw up a play for lebron james in baseball whoever comes up comes up and if that guy's really great you can pitch around him you know ted williams Famously, I think, got one or two hits in his career in the World Series. Never won a World Series. Bonds never won a World Series. Trout's never won a playoff game. Uh, yeah. yeah, I totally agree. It's different in baseball. Yeah, it is. So it's um, it's interesting. Both guys are deserving. If you look at the odds, uh, Bet Rivers, awesome. PA. Otani's your betting favorite, minus 110. Judge right there at plus 160. Um, how about this for a, a little different discussion? Uh, Greg Peterson had me on his podcast last weekend, I believe. I forget, but recently. Never has me. Uh, and we talked about Sandy Alcantara, and he said he should be in discussion. Not that he should even win it, but he should be in the conversation, not for NL Cy Young, but for NL MVP. Yeah, that's a tough one just because he's on a losing team. I mean, in yeah. the conversation, Greg's kind of going halfway there. He's not saying he should win it. That's Just fair. He should get votes. I always hear that. Well, he should be in the conversation. All right, he's in the conversation. He's not going to win. There he is. He's in the conversation. <laughs> right. What does that really mean? Uh, That's fair yeah, point. No, I agree. I mean, I think the National League's one where it's it's certainly less wide open. I think Goldschmidt was even money the last I looked a day or two ago. Uh, remember, Tatis was minus money or even money pretty much the whole year last year. It was kind of assumed that he was going to win. Then his team fell apart. He didn't play very well. And then Harper was like 30 to 1 in August, came out of nowhere and won it. So nationally, it could definitely be a scenario where somebody comes out of nowhere and wins it, whether it's Austin Riley, you know, Swanson, Alonzo, somebody on the Mets. Uh, you know, Alonzo's not at huge odds, but I think the NL, I don't think Goldschmidt is a lock for the MVP the way the odds suggest. No, I, I agree. I mean, you bring up last year Bryce Harper winning it. 
Bryce Harper didn't make the all-star team wow. last year. I don't think I remember okay. that. That's incredible. Bryce Harper was not an all-star at this point. He wins National League MVP. I mean, we talk about baseball and how much time is left. Like, that's the definition of who the hell knows. I mean, hot not saying – yeah, he got hot. He didn't even play yeah. well in September. They had that Brave series, you know, with a nope. couple weeks left in the season where they had a chance. It was a long shot, but they had a chance to steal the division or win the division. And he yeah, did he nothing like in that 12. series. And he still and he still won it. It was just, I think last year was a down year for NL MVP. I think Soto was probably the rightful NL MVP. He just he started slow. His team was terrible. But yeah, I think we could see a scenario in the National League where somebody comes out of nowhere and wins the award. To me, the American League, especially with Jordan Alvarez being hurt, it's either Judge or it's Otani. Nationally, you could talk me into like, you know, eight, 10 different guys uh, making a run and having a shot here. If Goldschmidt gets hurt, if Goldschmidt, you know, his team slumps, I don't think Goldschmidt is, you know, the rightful uh, even money favorite, so to speak. Yeah, just to keep it a little bit Homerish. Um, Schwarber? Yeah. 40 to 1. He's basically in the same spot Harper was in, minus the All Star appearance, terrible. minus the Derby appearance. That's not terrible. Did you, by the way, did you think he tanked the home run derby against Pools? I don't know. I don't. I don't think so. Somebody. On, I don't think Somebody so. on Twitter was like, Schwarber's buddies are, are pumping the kiosk full of Pools money because Schwarber told me he was going to lose. Yeah, I, I. I think I was watching Better Call Saul at the time he was hitting. I was kind of tuning out, in and out of the. Uh, like I said, I can't sit there and watch that for three hours. But those are some of the conspiracy conspiracy theories that uh, that Schwarber kind of uh, kind of rolled over. Yeah, forty to one. Yeah, not he, terrible. listen, I'm. I'm not going to sit here and say he tanked, but was he on cruise control? Maybe like, yeah, I could see that. Right. Like, yeah, he was like, minus some of these guys to win too to beat pools. Yeah. I, I mean, these guys don't want to like get hurt or they don't, you know, it, most of these guys aren't thinking about it. Like Pete Alonzo where it's his life. Right. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he said he takes it very seriously, very seriously. Yeah. Schwarber 40 to one. That's not terrible. You could, I mean, I've made dumber bets as I like to say. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's, what about that's Nola a good for Cy Young? I saw Nola was like thirty to one. I can pull up the Bet Rivers app here and see what he's at now. He's still at pretty long odds. I think he's had an underrated year. He's always been a guy. He leaves you wanting more. He's kind of frustrating. Feels like he's better than you know he should be better than what he is. But he's a guy who's had a really good year. I I talked about that last week. I said, um, you know, first of all, Zach Wheeler was snubbed, if you will, for the All Star. Oh, totally. And Cy but, Young last year. He should have won Cy Young. He could, yeah, you could have make a very strong argument for that. But then I said, listen, we can talk about Wheeler. I think Aaron Nola was snubbed too. Like Nola's pitched really well here up until this point. With Nola, you brought up Harper falling apart a little bit uh, last year. Nola in September over the past two three years will have has been horrible. So like all every Phillies fan is just sort of a little bit nervous, regardless of what Nola continues to do. It's like, all right, can he just give us this Nola in September? If he does, yeah. I mean, right now he's 43-1. to one. Yeah, Zach Wheeler's 20-1. to one. Wow. Alcantara, a minus favorite. So, wow, you, you already got minus money on Alcantara. There's still so much baseball left. I wouldn't be laying minus 130 with him. An injury, you know, a bad yeah. two or three-game stretch. Uh, there's too many good pitchers to be laying minus 130. I, he's been incredible. You know, he's a workhorse. He pitches seven innings. He's been really good, but I would not be laying that number with him. There's too much season left. And speaking of last year, Robbie Ray was 100 to 1, 150 to 1 at the All Star break. Remember, Cole was the favorite. He got hurt. Yeah. He didn't pitch well. So 
still a lot a lot of baseball left to be played. Jason Weingarten, who comes on the pod all the time, says, think of it this way. This is like the end of Friday in a golf tournament. You play Thursday, you play Friday. You still have all day Saturday, all day Sunday. So there's a lot of baseball left to be played. I like that comparison. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't even know if it's that far in for the comparison. Yeah, I mean, also <laughs> breaks a little later break, than usual because I think we're like 92 games or something. So it's a little – usually it's a week earlier. So we are more than halfway in. But still, I mean, what, we got – 80 games left. It's a lot of games. 70 games left. It's a lot. It is. Um, you know, you look at the NL wild card because that's where the Phillies are involved. Right now, they have the third and final spot clinging on at 49 and 43. Um, you look at the standings just for the division for the NL East. You mentioned how you know exciting this one's going to be. The Mets have somehow clinged on throughout the entirety of this summer up to this point. Two and a half up over Atlanta. Uh, and then the Phillies are eight and a half back. One thing I pointed out, uh, the Phillies were going into their series against Miami right before the All-Star break. Three games in Miami. Phillies were just two games up at the time of Miami for that third and final wild card spot. A little bit different now. They're about five games back, Miami. Miami is. Marlins to make the playoffs eight to one. Is that something that would interest you? I mean, that's a relative long shot. I, I don't know. The Phillies about to collapse. I said uh, I had to bet a few days before that series. I was like, wow, they're two hundred to one to win the World Series, two fifty to one. I was like, I suggested, hey, just throw twenty bucks on there because if they ever get in yeah. with their pitching, and they got more pitchers coming down the pike. Edward Cabrera, Max Meyer, they, they're loaded with pitching. So, man, I mean, they're not going to win the World Series. They're probably not going to make the playoffs. But I like the idea. I think they're flawed. They just they can't hit, and they have some serious, you know, fun, they they don't play fun, you know good defense. They don't play good fundamental baseball. But at eight to one, that's not terrible. What are they? So you said they're five out behind Philly now. Yeah, that's probably that's probably of properly priced. That's five's a lot this time of year. I mean, it's yeah, especially it Philly's got Nola. They got Wheeler. Uh, you're gonna have to really beat them head to head. I would pass. I would need like ten to one. But I like the idea of it. And I like the idea much more last week at this time. Yeah. Sandy Alcantara was getting the, the ball on Friday. Phillies were losers of four straight. Marlins were 8-1. to one. I said, man, what if the Marlins sweep the Phillies right now? What or if they two take two of three? Two or three? Yeah. You know, but obviously that, that didn't happen. But we'll keep an eye on that, you know, the next time Phillies and Marlins are, are due to play, play against each other in a series if the Marlins are able to just kind of hang around, which they've been able to do. Uh, five out of that third and final NL wildcard spot. They're cheap, though. They might sell off players. They have a, they have a habit of doing that because they think they're under 500, right? They're right around 500. I think there's a bunch of these teams, the Orioles, the Marlins, where you don't know what they're going to do. Some of these teams might be in the mix but just sell off and say, you know, we'll build towards, towards the future. We'll save money. Uh, it's, it's a fascinating race in terms of – I think the AL wildcard is a fascinating race when you have the Mariners, the Blue Jays, the Rays, the Red Sox. Uh, and then, of course, the NL East and, and all the NL wildcard teams as well. Yeah, the Marlins, they are five games under Oof. 500. So. And I think they're 12-1 and one against Washington, so you really think about it. I mean, they are really bad against the rest of the league. That's, that's remarkable. I mean, Washington has gotten to the point Awful. where you, uh, one loss against them, even in a four-game series, is, yeah. is sickening. I totally they're agree. That bad. I talk about them a lot with the Mets and the Braves and – uh, the Braves had a stretch where they played them seven games right before the All-Star breakers. And you know what? That's probably going to be 6-1 and one or 7-0. and oh. You can never assume a 7-0 and oh in baseball. 
but it's probably going to be six and one. And they were six and zero going into that Sunday with Strider on the mound is like a minus 300 favorite and Strider got bombed and Washington got a game, but yeah, Washington's so bad when gray doesn't pitch. I know, uh, I mean, Espino, I think, is the other guy's name who's not bad, but they're pitching, whether it's Corbin, you know, Strasburg, you can't find with a compass. He never pitches anymore. Uh, you know, Adon, their pitching is just dreadful, Washington. Yeah, I mean, they're they're dreadful from, from top to bottom. And now, obviously, the Juan Soto news is is intriguing. You think he gets dealt? I don't, I don't know. I, I read somewhere the other night that it was like a ploy – from Washington, which I don't know what the ploy would be exactly, but it's a little bit smoke and there's not fire. I, I don't know. But, I mean, if you're Washington and you're not going to sign him, why why not trade something. him, right? Absolutely have to get something for him. Yeah. It's almost like Durant, though, where he's so good and he's so valuable that it's hard to put to re- put a realistic package together. Unless another team knows they can re-sign him long-term, are you going to give away your five or six best prospects plus you know a couple major leaguers? To rent, to rent him? That, I don't know. So, could be tricky. My guess is a deal doesn't get done. I wouldn't be shocked if it does. You know, the Dodgers are always in the mix for these guys. I wouldn't think they would trade him to the Mets uh, it, within the division. No. I don't think they'll trade him to the Yankees. So, who knows? Maybe the Dodgers. Dodgers always seem to be in all, on all these guys. So, we'll see. Before we wrap up, what uh, we haven't talked about this. I'm curious what you think because I have strong opinions and I bet accordingly. What, uh, speaking of Durant, what team do you think he's going to be on next year? Dude, I mean, you just said it. I don't, from what it seems like with what Brooklyn is looking for, I don't think they're going to get an offer that they're going to want to say yes to. I mean, I, I see him not going anywhere. I know that's a boring answer. It's I not. just they don't know. They were 50 to 1 a couple of weeks ago. I was screaming and yelling, how are they 50 to 1? I feel like, you know, it was July 4th weekend. Bookmakers are on vacation too. So they just kind of say, oh, Durant's not going to be on the team. Let's make him 50 to 1. Just because he requested a trade. Look, he's 33. He's got four years left on a deal. It's essentially a lifetime contract. I, I feel very confident he's not going to be traded. And it slowly creeped down 40 to 1, 35 to 1, 28 to 1. Now it's 20 to 1 at Bet Rivers. To me, that's sort of the last number that's bettable. If we find out he's staying with the Nets for sure, I think that's going to go to what, 10 to 1, 12 to 1? Uh, I agree. Definitely. I don't think he's going anywhere. I just don't see it. I mean, just based off of the rumors of what the Nets would be looking for, they're in the driver's seat, not KD. Um, I'm, I'm interested to see how it plays out, but I, you know, for, from the betting standpoint, I would say Brooklyn all the way. I think it's a, it's a relatively easy answer, at least today. Yeah. Some of these teams like, you know, New Orleans, well, I don't want to give up Ingram. This is Kevin Durant. I know he's 33, but I would be shocked, man. I would be doing everything I could to get these guys. I know he's a pain in the neck. He's moody. He's still Kevin Durant. To me, these teams, oh, I'm not going to give up Scotty Barnes. I'm not going to give up Ingram. (laughs) I mean, it's very it's hard idiotic. to win the title in the NBA. You need a great player to win the NBA. To me, I'd be doing everything I could to get this guy. Uh, listen, I know with Harden, this is it's not even a real thing. But for the sake of your point, to drive it home, I would trade Embiid for, for Kevin Durant. I mean, you have to think about it. You have to think about <laughs> I it. I mean, I understand the dynamic now. That makes it a whole other unlikely aspect. But that aside, like there's one or two players – that I wouldn't trade for Kevin Durant on the planet. That's about it. He's like the 10th, 12th best player of all time. He's still, look, he's not 23, but he's 33. He'll probably got two or three great years left. Yeah, I'm shocked all these teams that just have no interest. I really am. And I don't believe, you know, these Suns packages, hey, we're going to give, you know, Bridges, Aiton, and some picks. To me, that was not enough. Now, Aiton can't be traded until January 15th. But to me, these these offers make it easy for the Nets to say, you know what? We got him under contract for four years. 
we're, we're not getting any serious offers. Let's just keep him in our pocket. And you know what? He has no recourse. He, he can play or he can retire, but he's under contract. Yeah, it's um, it's crazy to me. And then the other part of that is, is he going to sit out? Like if Brooklyn refuses to trade him or they don't find anything, is he just going to sit out? I don't think he would do that. But And again, he's knows? under contract for four years. What's he going to do? Sit out till till the end of his contract? He's going to be 37 right. at that point. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't agree. And to me, you know, from everything you know about the guy and read about the guy, he loves basketball. He loves to play. He's been hurt a lot. Remember, he had 2019 into 20. He missed the whole year with the Achilles. He missed a lot, a lot of last year. He's not going to just punt on one of his, you know, semi-prime season, just say, you know what, I'm going to forfeit a year of basketball. You don't get that year back. So uh, I agree. I don't think he's got a lot of options here. You're starting to hear some of these conspiracies that the trade request was a way to get Kyrie away from me. He didn't want to do that, so who knows. But I, I agree. I think Durant's going to be back with the team. I think the Nets are a good bet, even at 20-1. to 1. Yep, I like I like it a lot at 20 to 1. Uh if you can get that number, I would say do it now before like you said we get closer to the fall uh and that number can continue to get chopped up uh to a to Your a guys had number. a good offseason though. Philly had a good offseason. Melton um you know, they got Tucker, they got some shooting, some defense, some toughness. I thought they had a really good offseason with Melton, with Tucker, with House. Uh, I think they rounded out that roster. That roster was really thin uh last season around Embiid and Harden. I think you get hard in some rest. To me, Philly is a dangerous team. I don't trust them. They burned me too many times. I know. And I don't know. Their number's a little short. They're, what, 12 to 1, 14 to 1, something like that. Uh, yeah. But they, ha I thought they had an outstanding uh, offseason. Do people in Philly feel the same way? It's, it's mixed. Um, it shouldn't be. You know, like, listen, because people wanted a star and doesn't seem like they're getting that. So now you're riding on Harden. You're riding on Embiid's health and the, the next step that Maxi can take. Right, a lot falls on Maxi now. Uh, can he become like an all-star, borderline all-star? But I, I agree with you. I think they addressed their depth. They addressed the bench. They got tougher. They got deeper. You have the MVP candidate in Joel. Let's see what Harden can do with him for a full year, and they should be able to compete in the East. I would say. And just avoid, you know, Embiid breaking his face, breaking his thumb. He's had so many injuries. Oh some of them fluke. Some of them being injury prone. Just. Man, if you can just get him healthy, because that Heat team was so beatable in the conference semis. They probably weren't beating Boston, but man, they should have. I, I think they should have beaten Miami. I think they've really uh, rounded out their roster. They're good. The league's wide open. You know, there's not that dominant team. There's not that 2017 Warriors or the 2000 whatever no. Heat. There's uh, you know, there's eight to ten pretty good teams. There's there's balance. Should make for a fun league where you go in and you have no idea who's going to be in the finals, who's going to win it. Yeah, it's going to be fun, man. Um, just like this was fun. I appreciate you. Yeah, man. I think uh, I think we've gone long enough. I think we've. Uh, yeah, I think we'll so. We'll do it again soon. We got football coming soon. We are by the time people listen to this, this should make you feel good. We are two weeks away from the Hall of Fame game. Let's go. We need it. Jags Raiders. Who you got? <sighs> man, I haven't I haven't dissected it yet. Jags plus one. I'm all half. in though. I might go. I might go Jacksonville. Take the might point. be the uh, Doug the Peterson. That's Lombardi's fan. Lombardi's boy. son is the OC for the Raiders now. It's gonna be awkward betting against the Raiders. That's uh, so I'm gonna have to like just kind of root for the Raiders, just uh, you know, just on principle there. But yeah, it's uh, we are right <laughs> around the corner, man. This was fun. Appreciate you uh, doing this with me. We'll do it again soon. Absolutely, man. It's always a pleasure. We'll talk soon. All right. Thank you to Ryan Rothstein. Appreciate you guys listening. Don't forget to download, rate, review, and subscribe. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll recap Yankees Astros. We'll talk Mets Padres. Maybe we'll talk some football. Thank you for listening. This is the New York City Cast presented by Bet River Sportsbook.
BetRiver Sportsbook is offering new customers a deposit match up to $250 when you sign up today. In addition to their welcome bonus, BetRivers has daily and ongoing promotions that can provide extra value. Download the BetRivers app or go to BetRivers.com today to sign up. Must be 21 or older, available in New York only. Void where prohibited. Gambling problem? Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY.